0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Ben's Chatter, the Common Man's NBA Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you live on this beautiful Sunday night to bring you a Fantasy Basketball Week 13 Preview. Noah, 13 weeks into the fantasy season already. That feels kind of crazy.
1: We are, uh, we are in the middle of it, Colin. We are in the thick of it. <laughs> it, uh feels like it's been quite the season already, yet it almost
0: feels like we're just in
1: the beginning, Don.
0: <laughs> right? It's, it's such a weird thing, because so many storylines revolve in the NBA that, you know, it, you fail to remember that we're not even halfway through the season right now. Like, the real season, we're not halfway through yet. So, that does mean that we're pretty far in the fantasy season, but there's so much basketball left. So much basketball. And, you know... No, truly, we're two weeks past now the, the moniker that basketball starts after Christmas. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no, I actually, I have a different moniker that I've, uh, I've, I've been waiting on. Basketball doesn't start until Clay Thompson plays basketball. What do you think of that one? I was
1: going to say that, Con. We, we had the return of a very special man tonight. Someone we haven't got to see play in a while. Uh, it's actually Rui Hachimura. Of the I Washington Wizards. Main <laughs> oh, season maybe tonight.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Do we need to start over so that you can hit that joke in real time, or, or do we just yeah, let I that said... one run? <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie, I was really hoping that I get us. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. That's tough. We're just going to have to roll with the punches on that one. I think it's funnier that you didn't get it out the way you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was waiting on that one all day. I'm like, oh I'm gonna get
0: caught on the I think it's funnier that I led with the Clay Thompson thing and then you still went for the joke. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, How'd we do tonight? <laughs> uh not very great.
0: <laughs> Played um, um...
1: Played 16 minutes. Con had
0: six points, two rebounds, three assists. <laughs> nice, <laughs> Rui Hachimura day. Oh man! <laughs> all right. Well, I right, no 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 no. Clay's back. Clay's back. The Warriors are back. Do you think now that Clay has finally played basketball this decade that the universe will kind of balance itself out? I I hope
1: so, Con, because. You know, it has felt like it's been a while since we've seen Clay Thompson play basketball, Con. But I saw a couple of tweets today that really put it into perspective. Uh huh. The last time Clay Thompson played in an NBA game, Con, right? PG and Russ were both still on the Thunder. Holy shit! KD was on the Warriors. Yeah. Jimmy Butler oh. was in Philly, oh and my God. Kawhi was in Toronto. Yeah. And Clay Thompson has Clay Thompson. Hasn't seen any of the twenty, the whole twenty nineteen draft class. Gone. So Zion, John ja Morant, R.J. Barrett, weren't he even made, in the league the oh last time Clay Thompson played a
0: game. Dude, Russ has played. He's he's come and went through two whole NBA cities, and Clay didn't <laughs> even touch it. <laughs> oh my god, that's absurd. That's uh, Clay, an
1: icon. Played 20 minutes, had 17 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 7 for 18 shooting, 3 for 8 from 3-point land. You know? He he looks like he's ready, Con. I think it's going to take a while, you know, for him to get his legs back truly and get his mm-hmm. defensive acclamation back. But the offense never really went anywhere, Con. And I didn't really expect it to be for a guy like Clay, you know, who's shooting is the main part yeah, of his exactly. offensive game.
0: Yeah. No, and and here's the thing about Clay is the warriors because of how good they played this year were afforded the opportunity to like really push back clay's arrival date. So, I don't think there was any chance clay was playing in an NBA game until he was 110% healthy. Truly, because why for him for the mm-hmm. organization why risk anything else at this point because you're paying the man so much money. You're already winning. Like, just let him be healthy. Let him figure it out. So, I'm happy he's back. I think it's going to be great for the NBA. Um, Twitter was freaking out about it. And can anybody beat the Warriors now? Uh, you know, Colin. they combined
1: for... Steph and Clay combined for seven on 18 threes tonight, and the rest of the team went three for 23. And they still beat the Cavs with no Draymond
0: Green by...
1: Fourteen.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> dude, how how much did Ricky Rubio mean to the, this Cavs team? Because he meant quite a bit, Con yeah. and I,
1: I, I want to see the Cavs make a move here, Con. I think the Cavs are going to make the playoffs at this point, Con. I think you know they they're good enough to make the playoffs, but they do need another playmaker in that team and. I I don't know who that playmaker is because Darius Garland is that team's main playmaker. But man, I was excited for that Cavs team with Ricky Rubio playing. The way I was. was. Too, I was dude. one of
0: the sadder injuries of the I year. I was too. There's I just don't think there's that many sellers at the deadline right now,
1: which no, just makes and it tough. I, the Cavs don't need to do anything drastic, like go get Ben Simmons either, right. because Ben Simmons. You can't play Ben Simmons with Allen and Mobley on the floor. Like, that just doesn't work, and Allen and Mobley are the future, but I hope they can find that up. I hope someone steps up on that team, Colin, because I want to see the Cavs be a playoff team.
0: I do, too. I do, too. I think they'll be a lot of fun. But, yeah, I mean, already now the Raptors are a half game behind them, and you just – like, the trajectories of those two teams – you just forget it. And that's kind of how I've been feeling about some of these storylines. You forget in the NBA, you lose four games in a week, and you can just lose so much ground and all of the hype that's been around you. You can, like, be even to a team that we've barely heard about, like the Raptors.
1: Yeah, I was looking at the standings. On. The Grizzlies are currently the fourth seed, right. and they had like, a five-game gap between the fourth and the fifth seed, and I was just like, wow, five games, you know, they can secure home court advantage, but... Yeah. <laughs> you, you're right, one bad game
0: week, and the Grizzlies lose home court advantage in the Western Conference playoffs. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, that could totally happen. I mean, like, the Lakers, you know, they've been on a bit of a hot streak. They actually, there's no way they don't make the play-in tournament. That uh, It's like, you gotta be asked to not make the play-in tournament. Like, the Trailblazers, whose pick that I need right now... Um, but yeah, with that, Noah, I I think we might as well just get into the schedule analysis. You know, by the time we get to week 13, the schedule, yeah, I feel like people should have a general idea of how this works, how to get through it, but we're going to run through it anyway, um, and I'm just going to name the teams with four games, everybody else is either playing three games, and then the Lakers this week playing two games, so watch out for them. So we got the Celtics, Nets, Bulls, Cavs, Nuggets, Pistons, Warriors, Rockets, 76ers, Kings, and Spurs. All playing four games, everybody else playing three games, and we've got the Lakers with two. So look out for that. Noah, talk to me about teams playing on each day.
1: Um, On Monday, we're looking at 14, Tuesday, 12, Wednesday, 18, Thursday, 10, Friday, 18, Saturday, 20. And Sunday, 8. So we're looking at a pretty decently balanced game week here, Colin. And getting into the the back-to-the-backs, we're looking on Monday, Tuesday, we have Detroit. Tuesday, Wednesday, we have the Bulls and the Wizards. Wednesday, Thursday, we have the Nets. Thursday, Friday, we have Golden State and Memphis. Friday, Saturday, we have Atlanta, Boston, Chicago, Cleveland, Dallas, Miami, Orlando, Philly, San Antonio, and the Raptors. Um, Saturday, Sunday, we have Denver. And Sunday, Monday, we have Phoenix, Utah. And this week is weird, Colin, because... A team like the Nets, Con who has four games, they play three of those games on Monday, Tuesday. They play three of those games between Monday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can be kind of flexible this week. You know, you can pick up a Nets player, you get three games out of them within the first four game days. Um, drop them. Uh, just look for strategies like that. And low-volume game days, we're looking at Thursday with five and Sunday with four games. Um, teams who play on the low-volume game days, con we're looking at the Nuggets, who have four games on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, you could be looking at Monty Morris, Michael Green, Facundo Campazo, Bones Highland. Um, the Warriors play four games on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Colin. You could be looking at, um, you know, I think five guys tonight, calling off the Warriors bench registered 19 minutes or more. So you could be looking at Iggy. Um, Jordan Poole's probably not available. Otto Porter Jr., Gary Payton II, a.k.a. the Glove Jr., a.k.a. the Min, Juan Toscano Anderson, Kevon Looney. Who got eighteen rebounds tonight? You know, um, the Warriors are a decent team. Uh you could look at the Timberwolves, Colin. They have three games on Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Um, guys, you'd be looking at there are like Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Nas Reed, and yeah. So we'll focus the Nuggets, Warriors, and Timberwolves this week. Boom. I like it. Here's your schedule, Colin.
0: Boom! I like it. Noah. that's a good ass schedule. That's that's what the people are here for. That's they love the schedule. They're like, show me schedule. All right, Noah if we're going to move in to rest of season value, um I mean I at this point I don't even know if we can call it rest of season. It, it might just be the best of the waiver pickups that you can have this week. Might be true <laughs> yeah, the, the best Yeah, I could be down here this. for a
1: title change con. We could just like title this like guys we're writing about <laughs> yeah guys were writing about yeah cuz
0: i feel like people like on like the subreddit are always like uh you shouldn't be rushing Ooh, this guy potential for potential series this season, season Mario, yeah, oh, blah, really? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And say, All right, asshole, we took the time to write this and you're a dick much around Reddit. Cold down, pal.
1: Oh <laughs> please. See um, I was having a on the last one call and I there was a comment that had gone between me and this one guy and he was like, I don't see Terrence Banner as a whatever option. I was like, Okay, how about Brandon Boston Jr.? And then another random guy got into the argument and was like, How have you not even mentioned Marcus Morris yet? And then I had to comment <laughs> and said, Look at the last name on the waiver wire pickups, you bozo and he went, My B and I went, Yeah, dumbass. <laughs> There's always there's always those people on Reddit con that try to they're like oh, well actually
0: I told you yeah oh my god there was one like guy... we don't
1: write this like we don't write this article a day before then post it the day after it's like of course there's gonna be some news in
0: between then yeah and then. oh my god because there was the one guy oh like he was like critiquing I forget what he said he was like critiquing like two of the dudes just like on the list not even dudes we wrote about. And he was like, I don't know like, how you could include these guys. And I just responded, I was like, yeah, sorry man, I re- we just like named 40 dudes and you didn't like two of them, like, my B. And he got downvoted to hell and I got like 20 upvotes. Red- Reddit was on our
1: side that yeah, day. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: it's nice when Reddit's on your side. You, you know, as a whole, I think that Reddit, you know, never goes wrong and is always right. I love the hive mind, so I just like when the hive mind is in favor of me. <laughs> same, <laughs> same, dude. Same. I love internet points. Um. All right, so with that, yeah, it just—I think best of w- the waiver wire is truly. You know what? I'm gonna live change it. Just best of waiver wire. Although, dude, we're oh, we're definitely gonna get some Reddit asshole to be like, "Oh, this is the I best do, of the waiver be like... wire." Just, yeah, just like some dudes were writing about this week. Like, you didn't even write about Gerald Green coming back out of retirement this week?
1: What it's the like, fuck, we guys? have
0: day jobs. We do this because we enjoy fantasy basketball, not so that you come out here and are like, oh, right, you didn't write about uh, this guy on the Raptors who played 20 games two years ago, but he's on a 10-day, and he's definitely going to play more than five minutes a game. So, All right, well, then you can write about him. All right, Noah, first <laughs> on the list, I like Reddit. I am, like, I am a Redditor, but I've been on it long enough where I see so much. Actually, Noah, my 10th cake day, like, my 10-year anniversary on Reddit is coming up. Uh, not that I should celebrate Jeez. that too hard, but, yeah. Uh, what does that make me? Like, I, like, like, I don't know. It makes you 10 years old, right? I think so, dude. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's... Yeah, I don't know if I should be celebrating that one, really, but, you know, it's there.
1: <laughs> would you
0: rather, Colin, yeah. would you rather go back to being 10
1: years old with the knowledge you have right now, or just live your life as it is right now?
0: Uh, I'm cool to cop, like, an extra, like, decade or so off of this thing. Yeah, imagine <laughs> when you're 10 years old, flipping cryptos. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, like, am I going back in, like, 2022, or, like, back, like... In the his A, where I can just invest in Mr. Bitcoin. uh, (laughs) I think you'd be 10 right now, Colin. Ooh, eh, I'd
1: really live the rest of my life. But what if, like, all of our friend group was 10 years old? Mm -hmm. And we went to the same school.
0: With the knowledge we have right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know, we couldn't really get, like... (sighs) That's a tough one. You know what, alright, I'll go 10. I'll go 10. <laughs> no, no, actually. Uh, all right. This is, t- this is a basketball podcast. Um, no, I'll, I'll live the rest of my life right now. I'll live. I'll, I'll go for it. We've got okay. to go. Co- yeah. If I, got- could,
1: if I had to go back to when I was 10, though, like actual time
0: and I had the knowledge I had now. Oh, easy. Open. Easy money. Easy money. Yeah. Absolute clap. You kidding me? <laughs> And the first
1: guy, Khan, on the dudes we're writing about this week's <laughs> section, Mr. Jetty Osmond, who's currently 12% roster on Yahoo and 2% roster on ESPN, con. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, con Jetty Osmond, before I wrote about him today, was playing pretty well, had an absolute stinker of a fucking game today, played 20 minutes <laughs> against the Warriors, had four points, two rebounds, three assists, uh, two steals. But the Cavs have four games this week, on, with three of them coming against the Kings, Spurs, and Thunder, so tasty matchups. Um, mm-hmm. Osman returned from his stint in the league's health and safety protocols on Friday and played 30 minutes off the bench. He had 14 points, including three four three pointers, while adding three rebounds and a steal. Um, he's played at least 27 minutes in six five of his past seven games and has scored at least 13 points in each of those games. Uh, with the Cavs being without Rubio, calling the someone's got to step up on the playmaking um, load, and I expect Osmond, you know, to potentially be one of those short list of guys that will help the Cavs in the playmaking department, and Orkoro picked up an um, injury calling on his elbow, so I expect to see Osmond inserted into the starting lineup soon, and I think his fantasy potential production looks decent, but this is a guy, I feel like we've been saying this about Chetty for like the last two seasons.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the thing with Chetty, dude, is like, he has some games this year that you look at the box score, and as a just pure fantasy standpoint, like if you could replicate that, even half of that, on a night-to-night basis, you would absolutely be worth having rostered all the time. But you know, he'll go from putting up like 26-2-5, with going like six of 12 from deep, by like actually putting up zero points in 15 minutes played. And it's like, well, that's uh, that's not helpful. But he has shown in his starting days, he hasn't started a game yet this year, to be a primary scorer. The potential to be a primary scorer. So I think with that, you got to give him the nod. You have to understand that on a night-to-night basis, he can give you 50 fantasy points. He can give you 4 fantasy points. But in a starting capacity, he should average above the minimum you need to have on your team for like a week or two at a time. That's kind of the Mm -hmm. the best way that I can think about it, is if you just take Mm -hmm. his average over two weeks of him starting, he's going to be killer. He won't be killer, but he'll be serviceable. Some of those games he's going to be killer, and you're going to be like, holy shit, this guy's fantastic. And then some of those games you're going to be like, why did he just play 30 minutes and score two points? And we, exactly. don't, we don't have an answer for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I like Teddy Osmond here, Colin. I hope he has a string of good games, but he's just one of those guys, you know, uh, that are hot and cold for just stretches of games. And that kind of gets reflected in his playing time, Colin.
0: <laughs> yeah, it it really does. But kind of like you alluded to with the injuries, um, you know, I don't think that the Cavs do much at the trade deadline just because this is such a young core and why give away assets now when you've kind of proven like, okay, like we're for real. We're just, we we need another point guard. We need a rookie Rubio type to really get this mm-hmm. thing rolling. I don't see them trading or giving up a lot to get that for this year because you're kind of building for the future. So I think that lends itself to Chetty staying in this role, getting more minutes, just because, mm-hmm. you know, w- why go out and do anything else? You know, a potential guy, I
1: was thinking, Colin, that the Cavs could go out and probably not have to give that much up for, but he still a decent upside. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely doesn't help in the playmaking department, but I could see the Cavs being like, we'll take a flyer on Cam Reddish here.
0: You know what? I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. And I mean, at this <laughs> point, the Hawks, I'm sure, are just willing to to just they need to move somebody there because you're five games under 500. Somehow, you're out of the play-in tournament after making the conference finals last year with basically this roster. It's it's pretty shameful. I mean, their their point differential suggests that they'll bounce back, but I kind of like it. And uh, as a team, I'm I'm pulling it off right now, but I have to imagine that the Cavs' three-point shooting is not great. Yeah. 35% (laughs) as a team, it's really not horrible, but it's not what you would like to see either.
1: Uh, Quick aside, Colin, I know Mm -hmm. we're both both, uh, a little bit financially invested into this. I saw your message earlier today. Uh, Raiders and Chargers heading to OT, Colin. TIE Watch is live. The TIE Watch is live. Holy shit. How
0: much did you put on it? Ten bucks Did you really? Yeah. Oh my god. I did one. Did you do the the Jags parlay? Yeah. <laughs> oh dude, wait, ten bucks? Holy crap. That could be huge. Low key that could be a vacation right there. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> not a football
1: podcast, but just had to get that update out there. Holy uh shit. Next man on the dudes we're writing about this week's segment, Colin, is Mr. Brandon Clark. 32% roster on Yahoo right now, Colin. 34% roster on ESPN. Um, another guy who I decided to write about, Colin, and he decides to have not a great game. Uh, played 19 minutes, played 16 minutes tonight night, had 14 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist on 8 shot attempts with a steal and a block. But Clark is starting to find a more regu- regularly involved role here with the Grizzlies, Colin. Since returning from a sore knee, he's played around, right around 20 minutes per game, and he's reached double-digit points in six out of those eight games, including five straight games, uh, six straight games now. He's attempted at least nine shots in four straight games, Colin. And if that stays consistent, I do think Brandon Clark is worth rostering. Um, he's definitely not bringing you any three-point upside, but the scoring, rebounds, and blocks are there. Um, in Saturday's game, which had no Steven Adams and we saw Dylan Brooks exit the game with an ankle injury that will now keep him out for three to five weeks. Um, Clark kind of balled out. He produced 18 points and 15 rebounds with three blocks. And with Dylan Brooks out, you know, I expect Clark to get a good run here and some expanded opportunity con. I, 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 never really understood how Brandon Clark fell out of the Grizzlies rotation column because when they drafted him, you know, I saw this guy as, oh, him and Jaron Jackson could be like their front court of the future. Um. Clearly, that didn't turn out, but I still have faith in Brandon Clark. I think Brandon Clark's a rotation player, at least. Um, I don't really see how he's not getting minimum 20 minutes with this Grizzlies team right now.
0: Yeah, it feels like any other team he would be playing way more, but just since that Grizzlies roster is so deep, it, it's... It, I'm not going to call it easy, but you can definitely get lost in it. So, that kind of makes sense to me. And, you know, he he's coming back out of an injury stint, so... Maybe that explains why his minutes had been a bit limited. But, I mean, the last five games he's caught over 21 minutes apiece. So, I like that a lot. So do I. Um, the next guy, con,
1: very, very good guy, uh, Mr. PJ Tucker. 16% roster on Yahoo right now, calling 4% roster on ESPN. Um, definitely the least sexy pick here, con, But with PJ, you know exactly what you're getting. Um, he offers pretty good non scoring production, and with Bam and Deadman both still out, Tucker's return from the health and safety protocols was much needed for this Heat team, and it leaves him in a very important role in this Heat uh, rotation con. In his six games before entering protocols, he was averaging 14 points, six rebounds, four assists, and 0.8 steals per game, and he scored at least eight points in each of those games. Um, he's not a primary offensive option, Colin, but on a team on the Heat team where so many other people are getting attention, he does find himself with a decent amount of you know just spot up open threes and you know just little dinks and dumpers here, and he looks to be a decent addition for now at least while Miami attempts to get back to full strength.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Just solid, just solid
1: is what PJ Tucker is like. You know?
0: Yeah, no, he absolutely is. I mean, he's a guy. Noah, that I think any championship contending team is is kinda lucky to have, honestly. You know, he just fills in so many gaps that you don't realize and there's a reason you've seen his name around so many NBA finals in recent years. So and just good teams in general. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my analysis on PJ. And he's a thick boy, which we like. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, Noah, so those are the guys that we wrote about. I know at the top we said we wanted to keep this one shorter just because there's not as much to talk about as we get to this time of the season. And, you know, We'd rather give you guys some digestible episodes than uh, give you a ton of info that you don't need. So you know, I'm going to lift off some waiver guys, and uh, you've got to tell me about them, Noah. Uh, well, tell me about some of them. Some of them I'm just going to run through. But uh, tell me a little bit about Anthony Simons, uh, a guy who had himself quite the week.
1: Yeah, um, he tonight, con. He was making his fourth straight start in place of Damian Lillard, um, due to Damian Lillard's abdomen injury, con. And Damian Lillard is slated to miss the next six games now, con, with that abdomen injury that the Blazers were trying to play off here, con.
0: They yeah, were trying to you, play this injury off it. as, as if it was dude. a day
1: to day, and I think the abdomen injury is serious, con. I think it's something Dame's been dealing with for a while, and. You know, at the point where the Blazers are at right now, con they can't they can't make that decision whether to blow it up or keep it straight. And I think Dame's kind of trying to lean them into that decision, con. Um, Anthony Simon's last seven day stats, con not including his game tonight. Um, in his game tonight, con he had thirty one points with three three rebounds, six assists, ten for seventeen shooting, seven threes. Um, before that, con over the last week he was averaging twenty eight points, two rebounds, seven assists, and a steal a game. Um, just his last five scoring games, Colin, 31, 16, 14, 28, 43, uh, with five assists, seven assists, seven assists, seven assists, seven assists. Uh, with Dame, you know, potentially missing a lot of time here with CJ not ready yeah, to come Yeah, I was going to say, CJ. Anthony Simons this is the offensive, he's the primary offensive option here, Colin. I, I don't see why he should be available on in your leagues.
0: He's he's probably not, but just in case, you know, we wanna we wanna catch that and make sure that it's popped and and locked. Because I'm sure again somebody out there's gonna be like, oh, you didn't write about Anthony Simons. He had a game score of 36 this week. Now that's insane. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, any, go go, go any, get this guy. <laughs> anytime, anytime you put up 43 points, I, I think your game score is gonna look decent. But man, when oh. Going nine of sixteen from three is is gonna lead lead itself to a nice game score. Throw seven assists on that bad boy. Whoo, you've created quite oh, the many points. I like that a lot. All right, then elsewhere we've got Kobe White. You know what? I'll I'll say some words on Mr. Kobe. Um, personally, this is a guy that maybe I was uh, saying might be on the trade block, but he is, he has is really come on these last couple games. Uh, basically, ever since uh, he he came back from COVID, he's had 3 four, twenty 20-point performances. He's averaging about 14 points. Um, he had one game somehow where he had 12 assists. I, I think people are out. I'm not quite sure how that happened. He doesn't get that many assists on a night-to-night basis, so that's definitely inflating his assist numbers if you're looking at, like, last 30 days. Um, mm-hmm. But... He's a guy who can score. He's going to hit a lot of threes and then be pretty scrappy elsewhere. You know, on average, he'll get you two, three assists. Nothing terrible, um, but I like him. So then on the list, we also have Omer Yurtsevin, Nicholas Claxton, Herbie Jones, which is, you know, kind of our boy at this point. Uh, we have Hamadou Diallo. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Hamadou, <clears> Noah. <throat> Noah. You, there's There's some interesting stuff going on with this young man.
1: Yeah, so Hamadou was a guy that the Pistons traded for last year, Colin. They um, acquired him from the Thunder, and then they inked him to a new deal this summer, but he kind of started the season off not playing that much, Um, which I thought was really interesting because, like, why would the Pistons give this guy an extension if they're not going to play him? Um, He's seen a lot of playing time as of late just Mm -hmm. because of the Jeremy Grant injury that's going to keep him out for, like, another month at this point. And he had a stretch con from 12-26 to um, 1-1, where he had three straight games of 28 points, 31 points, 34 points. And he's definitely came back down to earth since that. Um, His season stats con are 10 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist. But his last seven-day stats are 12 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, with 1.5 steals per game. Um, You know, another hot and cold guy, but... On a team like the Pistons, where any guy can get it any night, I think Commodoo is worth a shout.
0: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, any time you go a stretch scoring 28-plus, you know, just to to know mm-hmm. that the possibilities out there for a guy that you're just taking a flyer on, absolutely. Uh, let's also take a look at Gary Harris, Max Struess, De'Anthony Melton, uh, all guys who fill fairly similar, similar roles on uh, competitive teams but we're taking a flyer on. Again, they can all kind of pop off, all do their thing. Um, And then we have Malik Monk, Noah, who you have some feelings about, and I know you've alluded to throughout this year that you think he might be one of the more valuable role players, if not the most valuable role player, on the Lakers.
1: Yeah, I think he's emerged as that guy for the Lakers here, Con. over the last, you know, this period while – AD was out. The Lakers were searching for answers here, Con, because, um, you know they were already playing bad. AD gets hurt. They're like, wow, these role players that we signed that we thought were not going to have that big of an impact really have to show out for us now because we're struggling to get wins. Yeah, uh, on the season, Malik Monk averaging twelve points, three rebounds, two assists, Con. But over the last seven days, he's averaging twenty-five points, two point seven rebounds, two point seven assists. Um, his last five games. On, um, had five points tonight against Grace Lee Shitter, um, the night before, at twenty nine. Before that, twenty four. Before that, twenty two. Before that, eighteen. He's got twenty points in his last in five out of his last eight games. Con and he's kind of emerged as that Lakers, you know, second best um, scorer outside of LeBron. He's taken in this game um, stretch here, Con that Malik Monk has played. He's taken the second most shots right next to LeBron. And he's definitely emerging as you know the Lakers' role player. Like he's gonna see a lot of time here, Colin. He's at thirty-five minutes.
0: So <sighs> that'll do it. That'll do it. I mean, it's, it's absolutely worth it. And the Lakers have—they've uh, been clicking a little bit better than than people were thinking they would uh, recently. So let's uh, let's, and... let's not forget about them. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, 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 my God. On fourth and nine, Justin Herbert to Mike Williams for 46 you yards. Watch, stop,
1: stop, stop, stop.
0: Oh, 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 okay. All right, well, all right. I'm just going to read the rest of these names, and then we're going to end the episode because I, I need to see this. Oh, I need to, I need to see it. Noah. all right, elsewhere we have Emmanuel Quickly, Rajan Rondo, Kevin Herter, Caleb Martin, Mason Plumley, Rui Hachimura, <laughs> oh, very nice, Monty Morris and Otto Porter Jr., bada bing, bada boom, Noah, that wraps up this episode of Bench Chatter. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for Week 13. We love bringing this stuff to you guys. And we will be back later this week with more content. Peace.